This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And I'm Cassie. And we're excited you're joining us on this journey of conscious rising. Wait, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked, Pete. It means we're going to be sharing our experiences and tools for a life centered in joy, purpose, and gratitude. Life as it comes our way. So, the good, the bad. Don't forget the what the fuck. <laughs> exactly. So, come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always, take, take what, what you, you like and leave the rest. rest. Hi. Hi. We have a really weird setup today in the studio, so if we all seem like we're in weird positions, it's because Travis and Peter are not really here. That hey, hey, but if that is a screen. Of, if you're true followers of Tap Into and Cat Pee, then you know because you've been here before. Just not last time McDonald's was behind us, and this time these lovely <laughs> McDonald's wasn't behind these us. Lovely, um, <laughs> yes, it was. Know, you guys were in the parking lot. At McDonald's. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Oh, I didn't bring my laptop. It's way over there, so I can't, like, comment or share or do anything. I was very well prepared for this. Uh, no, so we're going to wait for some people to get in here and wait for some stuff to be shared out. In the meantime, we can have small talk. Travis, how's your arm? It's good. Look. That's the wrong one. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's the only one that you can see. It's the only one that matters because left-handed people... Rock. That's we're, a that's a hang, that's creator. a whole other hang up for another. Episode. That is that we can have a whole. We'll just pull my mom in here. She's also left handed, and you guys can just go oh. to town. You'll have like three whole viewers because only what ten percent of the population is left handed. <laughs> It'll be great. So. Does she does she watch movies and try to search for the other left handers in the movies? Just if, by the way, it's they quite write. exciting. Yeah. They're on here. Is Linda on here? She is. Linda is on here. Linda. Okay, so when you watch movies, oh, my cousin Mike the other is people awesome. that are left-handed in, in society, you get excited, right? Can you hear us okay? Because I feel like Pete's yelling no, in I, my ear. I think you guys sound fine. Danielle, how do they sound? Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, my cousin no, Mike my, is also left-handed. So, brother? No, it's my cousin. That's why I called him my cousin <laughs> Mike. Um. <laughs> I missed the word cousin. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm kind of sassy today. I like it. Someone told Sass- me I was in a good mood and I was like, really? They said so my aura Sassy was really nice this good week. Good mood for Cassie. Someone told me that I was, had a good aura this week. And that was Ooh, nice. They, uh, color was your it aura pink aura? in nature? No. No, I don't know. That's just the the reflection <laughs> from my sweater. Um, but yeah, at Christmas dinner we had to seat my cousin and my mom at different sides of the table because they would like elbow each other <laughs> fyi this might be <laughs> this might be a short podcast slash live because travis only has 20 percent battery oh no maybe uh, flying solo soon oh no why don't you run and go grab a charger yes i do says linda poindexter a lot of so times yelling. i find that when they're doing stuff it looks funny see you, the 10% has got to stick together. So I'm not left-handed, but I do a lot of things in a left-handed way because my mom taught me. So like folding clothes, folding sheets, all that stuff, I do it left-handed. What does, 
What does it mean to fold clothes left-handed? Well, like, I don't know about clothes, but sheets, you, like, turn it a certain way. So, you know, you're, like, when you fold with someone, if you're right-handed, you would normally turn it one way, but if you're left-handed, you turn it the other way. That makes sense. I always turn it the other way. Yeah. Is that better? Can you hear me now? (laughs) I can hear you just fine. I'm just trying to tone it down because apparently I'm yelling. Since we are uh, maybe short on battery life, we should get into the podcast. So, Pete, what are we talking about today? After I forgot the song. <laughs> you just say man, I feel like a woman, but then it was dude looks like a lady. Yes. So we're talking about not specifically dudes that look like ladies, but just gender stereotypes, gender norms in our societal's view on them and where how far we've come. And how <laughs> and what? And how how much it affects our lives still to this day. Well, yes. it kind of does. Well, okay, so some of the experience like I Travis and I had an experience where we went over to his sister's house. Yeah. And my niece told him that he can't wear his shoes because they look like girl shoes. And my sister has a pair of, not Tom's, but the other brand. I don't know what brand they are. Anyway, she has a pair of Tom looking like shoes. And I don't know if they're a little more, I don't know what makes a feminine shoe. You weren't wearing a high heel. They, that, weren't, they didn't that have time, laces. That time. That time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that rubbed me the wrong way because ha- having lived in California for, for almost a year now, that's not a conversation that I've run into what I look like, how I dress, um, what kind of movies I like. I mean, I'm a chick flick dude and that's it like that I'm a chick flick dude. I'm a chick flick dude. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> kind of like, it. And, you know, you've got your bronies. There's a, my little pony movie coming out. I'm oh sure my God, that. there is. I was going to take room to that as well. It's going to be a mixture of like five-year-olds and really inappropriate guys. <laughs> Well, but see, yeah, but like, if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. But I haven't had that conversation in a while. And then the first, I get back to Kentucky and the first thing is like, you can't dress that way because you have this thing between your legs that says you're supposed to wear pants and a button down shirt and loafers. But we were talking about this earlier before the show started. Sorry. And you had a good perspective because you're also a mom with a really young aged girl and you haven't raised her in a way I, it sounds like you've raised her in a way that allowed her to pick exactly what she was interested in and maybe you had suggestions. So I'm interested to hear more of your thoughts on that. Yeah. So how how old is your niece? You got that. She's two and a half. Okay. You passed that one on. Um, so everyone knows I, I talk to my daughter a lot. She is five or almost five. She'll be five at the end of the year. And I am a lot more feminine than I used to be. But growing up, I was a diehard tomboy. Like I hated all things girly. It was like a choice I made when I was younger because I really wanted to. What are you doing? Nothing. Earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm checking. I want to check my. We have 17. percent Oh, we're good. We're okay. Good. I um. Uh, I really wanted to be one of the guys. Like I. I kind of. I kind of viewed femininity as a weakness. I don't know where I developed that as a child, but it is something that having a daughter who is very feminine, I need to teach myself to look at in a different way, you know, because being feminine is incredibly powerful. And I was a feminist my whole life who viewed femininity as a weakness. I was a feminist in a, in a way that made me more manly, if that makes sense. So I have an amazing daughter who is courageous and brave and hilarious and funny and tries everything and loves to play in the dirt and skin her knees and ride a tutu and play soccer and do all these things but she loves to do all of these things in a tutu 
She won't wear anything that does not spin at all. And she very much has developed these opinions of what guys should wear and what girls should wear in a way that I have not taught her myself. Like, I barely wear dresses. It drives her crazy. She's always trying to get me to wear dresses. Um, know. I know. And I realized that it isn't because she thinks that girls are supposed to wear dresses and boys are supposed to wear pants. That's like how she verbalizes it. But really what she sees is when mommy wears this, I look like mommy. So if Travis is wearing shoes that look like her mom's, it's confusing to her because mom wears these shoes and dad doesn't or uncle doesn't or these other men in her life don't. Uh, so I think that unless unless a parent is literally going, you can't wear that, you're not a boy, or you can't wear that, you're not a girl, to their child, what they learn is really observed through what other people are wearing and the norms of society, because that's why society exists. That's the kind of of animal we are. We follow suit behind what we learned within the tribe and what we learn within our like culture. So sure. as as a parent who definitely has never said you can't wear that, you're not a boy, or you have to wear this because you're a girl, my girl has still learned that she can't cut her hair short because boys don't have, or because only boys have short hair. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I, I, did, I honestly didn't bat an eye about it. I just, you know, she's two years old, three years old, three years old, and it was just kind of like, <laughs> you know, I kind of looked down, and they were a slip-on loafer, you know, gray in material. Like, they looked like Toms, so I'm sure that maybe her mom did have a pair of Toms that looked like a lot like it. But, like, again, that was just me. This one, however... Well, okay, so, I, and this event kept me up a couple nights, it has. Um, and and I am at a place where I know that, you know, my a, a situation that happens... <laughs> sorry, Travis is going to have ears after the when this is done. Like, I know I'm in a, I'm in a place where I know that how I perceive the world has nothing to do with the world. It's all about my perception due to my experiences. So I've been trying to put my brain around this as to perceive it in a way, much like you described it as it's, it's could be the age of the person and how they see their world. Um, but then I'm also back in the heart of Kentucky where, you know, stereotypes are of not just male and female, but race and religion are still in my eyes like they were when I left and how I grew up. Um, you know, being gay, coming out of the closet, nowadays I hear and see on TV and like there's gay characters and in high school or middle school or, um, you know, it's not something that kids, there's options for kids to, to be exactly who they are. And I didn't feel like I had that option. Um, so there is a little PTSD in this for me because I'm still even at 33 having to check myself with things that I find interesting or it may not be quite as long. Or I may still end up doing it, but I still have those flashbacks of seeing people made fun of. Matthew Shepard is a person that was killed um, in the, I guess, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, so that, that my own experiences of having to, I forget the name of what it's called. Um, but almost like a dishonesty in how I grew up of not feeling like I was able to be honest with who I was. And then to see Travis who is dressed, how he feels comfortable and what he likes. And then someone call him out on that, regardless of the age. <laughs> the three year old. You can't say regardless of the age. For you that you can in the terms of that, just that it happened. I mean, I have to put the context into it of who said it, 
But then I'm like, well, did my, I don't think my sister would have taught them that. Like, did my, did my brother-in-law or grandparents or society somewhere get like, so I just, that's what goes through my head. And even though you think that I hang up on this, like it's a hang up for a reason. I didn't just make it up. Um, and I'm working through it. But it's not anything that's happened. Like, it, you know, as being male, female, skinny, short, tall, fat, it happens to everybody, right? But I, from what I've known, it's like it hasn't happened to you for so many years. Like, the reason that you're silencing yourself has nothing to do with anybody else except for you. You're not silencing yourself because just the other day or just a year ago or two years ago, whatever, someone came out to you and said, you're a worse of a person. You're uh, this, that, or the other because of the way you dress or act or whatever. Right? I don't know. You don't. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I That's can happened. say that I I go to exactly where Pete went every single time that Remy says something that seems like a gender norm or a cultural norm that I didn't want her to learn. Uh, because I immediately think like, where did she learn this? I remember being told I couldn't do things because I was a girl or you couldn't do certain things. And I don't ever want her to think to not try something or not do something because someone told her she can't do it because she's a girl. But the first thing that you have to remember in this context is that children are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they speak in black and white and they really have no filter. So it is more to do with how you respond to it than yeah. anything and so whenever remy says something like that you know i used to just tell her like that's not true you can do whatever you want and now i'll ask her why and i'll try to have a whole conversation with her about why she thinks that so that i can understand where it came from and try to backtrack it you know but mostly the kids just say whatever they're thinking <laughs> right that's right. true yeah, yeah yeah and that you know and i realized too it's like my perception anything that i find uncomfortable with the world is something that an area for me to grow in myself so if there's a way that I'm not expressing myself that I want to and somehow, and then I see something like that called out, then, you know, that's going to hit a, hit a place for me. So I realized that and I, you know, it's kept me awake trying to turn that off or redirect that somehow, but it's a process. It's always really hard going and, home. And, you know, t- what's up? It's always hard going home. For you? I don't know. I just feel like. Like, um, oh, you for you, but just in general, like you do all this growth when you, when you leave home, you do all this growth to establish who you are and learn and be an adult. But then when you go home, you're almost always thrown right back into your like 16 year old self or your 14 year old self and all those insecurities and all of those hangups, they just sort of come back. Yeah. I, I don't know that. if you guys feel I, that way. I, yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, and even when like with Natalie, she's the, my sister just had another baby. Um, her name is Eliza, but Natalie's the oldest, the two and a half year old. And even throughout pre-birth and during her first birthday, I actually didn't buy clothes past the first birthday because she was growing so much and I spent a lot of money <laughs> and she gets a lot of clothes. Um, but like all the stuff I bought was in mind of thinking that it is either gender neutral or a little bit more on the tomboyish, I don't even know if tomboyish is the correct term, but even more on the masculine side, like sweatshirts um, with like, not like it didn't have princess or anything on it. It was something like you know, I don't know, be tough or get dirty. I don't remember what it said, but it was like, it was neutral enough to where it wasn't specifically like army or something, but it was, wasn't like pink and princessy. Now, I, and I have no problem getting her because I do like fashion. So I have no problem getting her like 
amazing dresses and she loves skirts. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's just an obsession with skirts up until age. Who knows? But she's all about her tutus and her skirts as well that twirl. So yeah. And she's very into the princess phase and the dress phase and the, yeah. So I get it. And I'm trying to understand it more. For, for a long time, I, I tried to do the same thing with Remy too. Like I, I would try to get her to wear pants or wear something else. Be like, oh, you'll be more comfortable if you wear this. Or, oh, you should wear tennis shoes. We're going to do this. And then the other, I, then I sort of stepped back and looked at it differently and was like, there are a lot of years in Remy's life when she is going to make the decisions of what she wears and puts on her body based on what other people think of her and tell her what to do. This is really the only time in her life when she's going to choose to wear something simply because she just really wants to wear it. And I figured that is more important for her than for me to feel like she is fitting into what I wanted her to be. You know, and now we we had a soccer game on Thursday and she, I she, I just bought her cleats and shin guards. So she's been like wearing full soccer garb, but she wore that. And then, and then she wore a ballerina, like whole ballerina ensemble outfit. So she went like, she was like our spirit animal. She's like my spirit animal now. She goes in like rainbow and tutus, but she's got her soccer cleats on and she just goes for it. And instead of fighting against that, I just am really enjoying the fact that she sometimes she'll wear like three skirts because she wants to have those three skirts on. And one time I almost stopped her and realized, you know what? This is the last time you're going to choose for you. So do it. Well, hopefully not the last time. Well, I, well a, I know, but you know what I mean. Switch off that, she, that she's able to keep on keeping on with her fabulous tutuness. Yeah. I think it's just as long as you keep on doing what you're doing, which is saying, hey, however you want to dress or act or feel is completely okay as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whatever that spawns out of that, whether it's a tutu or a or a truck driving job or, you know, a shaved head at the age of five, like, <laughs> so be it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she's down to the core as an amazing person. And it's because she has an amazing mommy. Oh, thanks. So, Pete, you get to shape that a little bit with your niece, too, you know? You get to if – you, if you step outside of the way that those moments make you feel, because that's what I had to do, and think about their brains growing and the things that, that you can teach them and what they can learn from you, then you can almost turn that into a moment of just being like, why are those girls' shoes? You know what? Dang, where's the like, fucking hell? What makes them? What makes them a girl? What makes them girl shoes? Why do you think only girls get to wear that shoes? Does it really matter, like what the person looks like that's wearing that, as long as they're comfortable and it? You know, you can, you can do that, and then, it, and then, if one of the parents get upset, then you'll know where it came from. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well, and I'm because I'm not very active in her life um being way out here you know i've seen her like twice in the past year well almost almost a year but um like even though that i also have that influence and even showing up like having conversations like this you know a lot of it how she's raised isn't my business she has two parents who are wonderful parents she has two grandmothers who are both teachers like she's got a lot going on for her and i have to trust that the more, you know, to live an example of just doing me 
what makes me happy, you know, and that that will be an example and that she's also in really good hands. So that's part of my, me trying to remove myself from that is, uh, I think there's a big freezing thing too, whenever it's something like that makes you feel uncomfortable, not you or you or anybody. I'm yeah, saying, in like, general. When, in general, when something is brought up that makes you feel uncomfortable, that's something that you need to work on, you tend to freeze, right? You don't want to like go into it anymore. And it's almost like that whenever you're in an argument with somebody or a fight or whatever it is, and then an hour later you go, ooh, I wish I would have just said, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you always have that perfect thing to say after the fact. Um, I'm the queen that, of I'm, shower conversations. Yeah, right. And I think <laughs> from what just realizing and seeing what happened that day, because again, like the comment was directed towards me, my shoes, what I was wearing. Like I didn't even, it didn't phase me because it's not something that I constantly go through, but it was something that Pete is not struggling with, but triggers like a trigger of like mindfulness that it triggers in Pete. So like, instead of, since it was confronted with it, instead of saying what he said to me six hours later, you know, about, well, why is this? It was, which was really important stuff to, for Natalie to hear, right? For the list of little girl to hear. Um, you know, it's almost feels kind of futile to go back to that yeah. conversation again. Yeah. Um, even though that for next time, if it happens, I, I'm very, very, very positive that people have something in his arsenal to say. <laughs> <laughs> So, Travis, just wear some high heels next time you go over I'm there. Gonna, and then, Pete, you can... <laughs> I'll break I'll something. be ready, yeah. I, I no high heels for this one. Yeah. Well, and my sister gave... It's funny. My sister gave the exact answer as you did trying to explain it was that, oh, I have a pair of shoes like that. And yeah. that's it, yeah. I was like... She even came to the rescue. So, it really had... No, that's how yeah. I, you know it has nothing to do with the kid, the p- teacher's or anything. It had to do with, like, how it made Pete feel inside. Right, right. And that's what... Um, you know, that's what a lot of our journey on this show has been is like how we perceive, perceive and grow through our world without asking the world to change because that's not actually possible. But it's also not being silent either whenever something like that comes up. Right, right, right. Yeah. We will not be silenced. No. <laughs> <laughs> there it is right there. You want to talk about that? <laughs> I have always been, you know, when it comes to speaking out, A, there's that whole thing of like three hours from now, I'm going to know what I want to say, but there's, all, I have this turtle, it turtle, the freezing. Yeah. Oh, head into the shell. Yeah. I want to hide and run. And like my, my physical, my brain or my physical body just shuts down. I have still a lot to go on working on the, when it's even as simple as that. Like, I think I nat- laughed nervously before she and my sister and Travis like continued the conversation about, you know, they, and they laughed it off too. Um, but my previous job, you know, there was, I was confronted with something and I froze right there, even though I knew exactly what I wanted to say, I couldn't say it until like my adrenaline had come down. Cause I was so just fight or flight. Fight, fight, fight or my flight mom said the- it fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Linda. See, and that's what me, it's like, I'm, I'm ready for that confrontation at any time. So I'm the person who's like, we get, I think we may have talked about this on another podcast. Like we were um, at a gas station in one of the one of the one of the country towns of uh, where was that? It wasn't Delaware or somewhere? Anyway, it was like Missouri. Yeah, and you know this group of kids started like saying 
some not nice words in my our general direction, right? Uh, gay, queer, fag, whatever they could probably come up with. Um, and it was like me, I was just like turning around and starting to walk towards the car I before, grabbed him. before like I realized that the kid that was saying it in the back seat had some sort of Tourette's, I'm thinking. <laughs> because like, you know, but that for me, that's, I don't know, that, and that's where like we differ and that's really good, I guess, because there's two hotheads don't work well together as well as two people who don't say anything um, work well together. So one better than the other? Absolutely not. Because my filter, my pause doesn't work in those situations. And Pete's pause works a little too well. Little too well yeah. <laughs> Pete, Pete's pause button gets stuck every once in a while. <laughs> Which is not any better than me popping off at the mouth and making a uh, situation any worse. Sorry, earthquake. Hold on. Okay. Any, anywho. Anywho. Uh, huh? Just checking our. Oh, okay. We're good. We're good. We're wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, it's you know when it comes to gym, and, and this whole thing is about gender specifics, I guess, which can be a whole other live next time my phone is charged. But um, you know, I don't think it really at the end of the day it has zero to do with gender norms, gender specifics, gender anything like that specific thing had to specifically do with gender specifically, but it had nothing to do with me it had nothing to do with that little girl who said it. It really had to do with how it made Pete feel. Yeah. Which yeah. had nothing to do with gender. Yeah. Well, and like we just watched a movie. Um, it's the second Kingsman movie. It's kind of like a James Bond. Oh Hans my spin-off. God. This is all Andy is talking about at home. Okay. Well, it's yeah. really good. I like it. it's <laughs> but they shoot a majority of the movie in Kentucky. It's based on like, uh, anyways, without spoiler, it's almost anywhere than that. But there are some stereotypes of Kentucky that I was like, um, there, there are four of the, the four main characters sitting in a bar in like a, you know, one of the distilleries or something. And the local crowd comes up to him and starts calling them names. Fag was which one's one of them. Um, and I went straight to like, that's exactly how Kentucky is. Way to go, Kentucky, for being portrayed as the small-minded religious bigots. Like, that's something that I go through. But that is trying to release, which may may or may not have anything to do with actual Kentucky. It does not have anything to do with Kentucky. It's how he perceives people and Kentucky perceives him. Sure. Yes. So, but there's a, and I have a lot of, I have a lot, I have some anger around that because I grew up. (laughs) Well, that, yeah. (laughs) A little bit. I think that this goes back to, uh, I don't know. I feel like that, that same thing could happen to you here in California and you wouldn't feel about it the same way that you do. As you well, do in Kentucky, because because you spent your formative years there dealing with that, yeah. and those moments seem so much more real, and it's so much easier to be like, "That's how all of Kentucky is." But when in reality, that's probably not how all of Kentucky is. There's jerks everywhere. There are, and I and I like that because I haven't not- I haven't noticed it in California, but I also. It may have happened in my my guard isn't up because I feel more at home in California because it is people just don't really care what you look like or how you dress because people look like everything and anything. Um, and, and there is, you know, regardless of whatever, we're at 1%. If you lose us, you're going to wrap this you're up. You're at 1%. Yeah. Okay. At Wait, 1%. okay. One last thing I was going to say. One, I feel the same way about where I grew up and I know that they're not a bunch of all like bigot white supremacists like 
chauvinistic people, but that's how I feel growing up there because that's when I experienced it was in my childhood. Anyway, we want to do a... a The view that we see of others is usually how we perceive other people anyway, so... Yeah. Maybe he's the bigot. Uh, Okay, but quick call to action before we lose you guys. Yes. Um, Our studio audience or audience on Facebook... We want to uh, enlist you to come up with some topics. So if there's anything you want us to touch on or talk about next week or moving forward, we would love topic suggestions. Not that we're running out of things to say, but it doesn't doesn't hurt anything to get some suggestions. So No, I mean, we, we can talk about ourselves all day long, but it doesn't help if we can't try to use our tools to... Um, talk about what goes on in other people's lives as well, because that's kind of what it's about. We're kind of doing this for, for nil if, if it isn't to help other people. So, um, And plus, it'll give us the next opportunity to do this again, because we are probably going to do one more of these before we're back into the studio. So, Oh, yeah, and then I'm going to be in England. Yeah. That's right. But anyway, Let me just throw that in there. I'm going to England. Only two iPads and a guest, guest speaker yeah. host. Okay. So we're going to sign off. All right. Um, as always, thank you for joining us and we love you guys. And we will, we will look through the comments and we'll pick one and we'll do a really cool something about it. And we'll let you know before we pick the, the winner, I guess, if you could say not even a winner, but the, the subject of choice so that you can make sure that you tune in. Um, and until then, we will uh, see you. Oh, and if you're not on this live and you're listening in the podcast, um, Travis and Pete, uh, our Facebook page, just drop us a message on there and facebook.com forward slash Travis and Pete, mm-hmm. and we'll get to you then. And then, uh, then you can listen to it. You can join us on the live or listen to it the next day whenever it's uploaded to iTunes, SoundCloud, and Beatburner. Woohoo! Sweet. So from our heart to yours, and Cassie, <laughs> put your heart up in the screen too. <laughs> We love you a long time. We love you a long time. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 I can't go anywhere. I was going (laughs) to dive off to the Oh, can we? We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Please like us on Facebook and drop us a message to say hi. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud and share us on your favorite social media. Special shout out to Specialty Produce Network. Aw, thanks. And our listeners and followers, because we couldn't do this without you. And we're better together. Until next time, get Get out out there and tap tap into life. life. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography, and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to sapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.